0: Behind all the glamour. Behind the Luxe listings.
1: A raw take on all things real estate.
0: All things New York City. All things us. All right, we're back. Episode four of season two. (laughs) Just look like two deers in a headline. (laughs) Well, it's shocking
1: that we're we're here. Episode four. I know, and I missed you last time. You weren't with me, Timothy. (laughs) Oof. We are talking
0: work-life balance. Yep. We have a few fun things, but we are going to talk a lot about work-life balance.
1: Is there such thing? Well,
0: that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. And
1: I think... By the way, I'm Steve Cohen, and this is... Tim Malone. And this is Real Talk.
0: All right. So let's jump right... Well, actually, before we talk about this work-life balance... Yes. Have you seen the story about the dogs?
1: I actually just saw it, and I thought of you, and then it's actually hilarious. (laughs) All right. So... There is a new rule A new rule yeah. on
0: the subway that you can only bring a dog on the subway if it fits in a bag.
1: So, very clever New Yorkers, many of them, like we used to have, Rufus was a big dog. He was 65 pounds. What are people doing?
0: They're literally getting these humongous bags. Like an
1: Ikea bag.
0: And fitting their dog in it.
1: Like a sweater. And they're walking onto the... subway because they cut the they cut out their leg uh, the spot for the legs and they just hold up the part of the bag so they're technically in a bag they're just walking in the bag so it is a
0: loophole oh of course i used to take i used to take boomer when i had one dog i mean now that i have three it's like absurd
1: but um have you ever taken all three on a I don't think Subway. so, no. All three, you've taken all three on a plane.
0: I mean, I got to be honest, we yeah. just did all three on the plane. The first time? Yeah, because, yeah. And? I mean, I shouldn't even be talking about this because we like smuggled one through. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it was like the morning after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And everyone just had their like, I mean, I could just see all these families. They just like spent the whole day doing the whole holiday thing. Everyone was stressed out and having three, oh God, it was like three dogs I still get. So but what do you,
1: but they're all, they're small. So you just carry them in two bags. They're small, but they're barking oh, and like that's they're annoying. annoying. Yeah. And yeah. It's just a lot. And what about on the flight? Are they calm? They're fine once we got on the plane. Right. Yeah. And you don't give them tranquilizers? Yeah. No, we don't do it now. And
0: I would, I mean, obviously I would take them on the subway, but I yeah. understand the subway gets crowded. Yeah, People don't want that, you know, and I get it. But when I had one dog, I used to take him everywhere. And I would take them on the subway just because it's faster.
1: Tim, you're like a society woman carrying a... T- yeah, in
0: my bag. <laughs> but now you're I... have a
1: small dog to all I have your three. events.
0: Now I have three.
1: You've never brought the dogs. There was a broker years ago who used to... She was lovely, but she brought her dog everywhere, including to all pitches and showings. So there you go. Yeah. There you have it. What else is going on?
0: Well, I mean, we're the market is picking up. Yeah. It kind of seems, I don't know, I swear, New York City is, it's such an
1: anomaly, this place. And it's so fickle, and people are fickle. And I say it all the time, human beings have very short memories. Literally what people are saying now, well, the market's picking up. And it's been a few weeks that our transactions are picking up, but not necessarily pricing. Correct. But there is a, there's an optimism in the air that, please God, It just continues. Let it ride the whole year. That would be amazing. But I think it's happened
0: really quickly. Like the change from, oh, we're in such a buyer's market and the economy's down. And I think it just sort of turned. And then it's like, it's almost as if that fear of missing out. People are like, other people are buying. I gotta, And it's like, now we're getting into, all of a sudden we're getting into bidding wars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had two deals last week, right? Yeah. yeah. Two deals last week in both bidding wars and I have another potential offer on something that we are potentially going to have to bid higher than the asking price. Yeah,
0: so I think it you know it's I I hate saying this cuz it's like told you so, but when we tell people and w- again we always say we're so involved in this the day to day, yeah, we feel it, we know like where the market is. And when we tell people like this is a buyer's opportunity, yeah. it's amazing how quickly that can change.
1: It also, it it's actually an amazing point. We really do not to toot our horn, but no, if you're a good broker and you're doing it every day, like anything, you really do have your you're finger feeling. on the pulse mm-hmm. and you know, in the moment yeah. and sometimes the data, the facts, the information isn't even there yet to back up what you're saying, Correct, but we're experiencing it in yeah. the moment. Yeah. And it's a feeling as well.
0: Totally. Wait, so you were talking about last week. So that leads me to the main thing we want to talk about, work-life balance. Right. I think it's really, I think it's interesting in this industry because, you know, having come come from a corporate background, you know, where I had to be at my desk at 830 and stay till six, whether I was busy or not, it was just like a custom that I was going to be there all day. I think our industry, people think like, oh, you have so much flexibility yeah. and you can work for a couple of weeks and then you can go on holiday and, you you know, and it's like.
1: The perception is that we, we do, we make our own schedule, but we also have many clients, buyers and sellers who quote are our bosses, if you will, because they are our clients and we service them. So we are at a bit of, at their mercy. And I tell these people all the time, you know, lots of people come to me who want to get into this industry. This is not a part-time job at all. Yep. The beauty is, I've told this story before that when I, when, listen, there are moments I get so stressed and I'm upset that I'm dealing with a call at 10 30 at night. And, you know, but A, that's part of our job. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. But there was a moment many years ago and I was in the Hamptons and I don't, it was like summer or something, but it was a weekday and I was outside and I was. Doing something and the phone rang and I like got annoyed that I had to take this work call, but then as I'm taking the call, I was just bare feet, just kind of walking around our pool on the grass, and it dawned on me like, don't be such yeah, it could be like, way worse. Really appreciate that you can do your job not all the time because we show property, mm-hmm. but a lot of the negotiating, a lot of what we do is just phone work, and that. I can really be negotiating anywhere. Totally. The, the flip side is it interrupts when you're with your family or you yeah. really have to set aside time. My kids get annoyed with me all the time because I'll say, wait, it's just a minute. Let me just take this one call. But yeah, it's constant. I think,
0: but I think it's also to be successful, it takes that self-discipline because you have to. I mean, sure, you can carve out time and you can block off in your schedule and all of that, but you still need to know that these clients are going to work with someone. And it's like, you got to make yourself available because that to me is half of what we do is like, we're in the service industry. And if we go off the, you know, if we go, if we don't answer our phone for 24 hours.
1: Yeah. Well, that doesn't work unless unless you really, I mean, I've gone on retreats where I've gone for a few days. But that's, sure, but that's, that's like, really the exception.
0: And we talk on the back end of like who's covering, who's setting up, yeah, who's got to handle. Right. Like we have something in place. But I just think it's, you know, on the flip side though, you can schedule your day. So that's right. Um,
1: if we need to do something or carve out time or be somewhere, yeah. that's right. The, the other side is though we are for the most part, and of, of course it's not all the time, but I find that most of the people we work, work with are super busy and and know we're busy mm-hmm. and respect that. And, you know, unless it's like, this is when I'm available and we have to make, we have to jump into their schedule. They're, they're respectful that we totally. may not be available at the, at the very moment they are.
0: And I think as long as you're communicating that, I yeah, think that's the key thing.
1: It's all about that.
0: Yeah. Have you ever, what's the longest you've gone off the, the grid?
1: Well, this is old school. We don't do this anymore. But remember when we used to put an out-of-office message on our emails? So when I was in the early 2000s and single and used to go take a trip in the summer for two and a half, three weeks, I would put an out-of-office and say, I'm checking sporadically. But if you need immediate attention, and I'd put either another broker who would be handling it or if I had an assistant, the Mm -hmm. assistant. But I really would.
0: Would you ever put one of those up right now? I never.
1: Does anyone do that anymore?
0: You'd be surprised. I mean, send oh, out a yeah. mass email and you yeah, get the response. Yeah, that's true.
1: We do when we send out mass emails. No, I don't do that anymore. But because, like, if I
0: was trying to sell my car, yeah, and I like called this car salesperson, yeah, it was like, I'll be back in touch March fifteenth. I'd be like, all right, go on to the next person. Yeah,
1: the difference is that <laughs> we're working with people that know us. We we have a team. Yeah, they. Text so many us. people can jump in. Yeah, you know, our staff are handling our emails and making sure we don't miss anything. So, but would I put that up? Nope. Yeah. I wouldn't. Even if I, the only reason I would, no, I probably wouldn't because I would just have Kylie or Meredith reply immediately and just say he's not available. Right. But rather than have it on a mass email.
0: And it is crazy
1: because. I want a my friend of mine, Abby, just went on a silent retreat. Oh, really? For six days, which sounded amazing. I'm envious. And so, obviously, if I wanted to do that, I'd just let people know ahead of time. And then yeah. and I still don't know that I'd put it out there. I'd, let, I'd just let someone personally Respond. reply to my email. Yeah,
0: And that's what's crazy. Because as much as I think being available and in touch is super important, it's scary how we feel we can't... I mean, at the end of the day, we're selling real estate. Like, the yeah. world's going to go on. Things are going to be okay. No, it's not. But we, we have this, like... <laughs> I mean, I remember I was in Italy last yeah. summer, and I think I said to you guys, like, oh, I'm going to try to shut off for this week. And I didn't. I mean, Is I wasn't when like... when
1: you were on, when you took that boat trip? Yeah, yeah. And I, I wasn't like on, on, yeah, but and you, I definitely yeah.
0: was still, in my head, I was like, I'm really going right. to try not to check. Well,
1: what about this weekend? Yeah, You were away in Florida, and, I, and I, was, I kept saying, I got this, just go have your vacation. And it was good for two or three days, and then you jumped in. Yeah. I mean, I... Because I think it's just human. Hold on. I, hello? You're welcome. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I kidding. was reading. I was reading emails. <laughs> I so know I you were. It.
1: I know you were. I'm kidding. And then I'm totally I think,
0: kidding. I think you just feel like, oh, I'm just going to jump in and get back in it.
1: Right, which you did.
0: So there's an unhealthy aspect to it.
1: Yeah, thank God you did in that moment.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but then there's also a healthy aspect, I think, to taking the time. Of on. course.
1: But. We're only as. Oh my God. We can. You can only give what you have and you have to take care of yourself and be healthy. I feel it when I'm all agitated or
0: mm-hmm.
1: what you up. used
0: to take Friday nights, right?
1: Oh. Oh yeah. Shabbos. God, I forgot all that. that's awful that I forgot that. So you so turned off so we what time? still do Friday night dinners right. and we, you know, celebrate Shabbat. But I used to be Shomer Shabbos or strictly observant of the Sabbath. So the phone would go off at sundown mm-hmm. and come back on Saturday night at sundown. It was 25 hours of completely unavailable. Everyone knew it, yeah. And I have lots of stories around that. And when do you um,
0: think it impacted business at all? Never.
1: So I used to have a saying: when someone would say, "How can you do that?" I, at the time, I'd say, "Well, if Ron Perlman can turn his phone off for 24 hours, 25 hours, I can." And then a funny story: (laughs) Marty Edelman, who's incredible attorney who represents a lot of amazing clients when i first started working with him and we were negotiating on a very big deal and i was i remember i was in a cab and it was friday afternoon i was heading home i said marty i just wanted to let you know i'm observant of the sabbath so you know and i was like even a little cautious to tell him which is so weird because i had told everyone knew where i would tell clients all the time And his response was great, don't call me on the Sabbath. Mm. (laughs) So it's fine. uh, Yeah, of
0: course. I think it's, I think a break from technology. And
1: so let me just say A, people respect it. Totally. And if it's something, and if it's something that you're doing for yourself or a belief, religious or cultural or spiritual Mm. belief, they respect it. And they respect boundaries that you're putting up as long as you're very clear about the boundaries. And they do something now that they call a tech. Shabbos or a tech Sabbath, meaning just turning your phone off. Mm -hmm. Fine, you can turn lights on, you can travel, you can do other things. Literally disconnect. And we've tried it a few times. And it's usually me that fails. Yeah. But I have to tell you, Friday night, something I've started doing again is going to synagogue. And it is such a great break from a hectic week as we've had the last few months. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's like a natural break. And and a division of the week yep. the end of the week to just going into Shabbat or your weekend whatever it is and it's amazing so i've we're we're i'm doing more and more of that yeah i went to you went to synagogue last friday
0: no i went to see yeah. take me out you didn't see it right no but they make you put your phone in like a oh a locked bag yeah basically you hold on to your phone but it has to go in a locked bag and once you close it the only one that can open it is like the yeah. person at the front door.
1: Why? why because are the of the fo-
0: the naked photos. Oh. But while you're oh, sitting there, it's like that. you can't do anything on your phone. And right. it's like, well, this is actually kind of nice. Yeah, like, And I'm thinking like, how do I get these things?
1: I remember recent, not so recently, but in the last like two years, my phone was, I, I lost a phone or something was out for a day. Yeah, And I remember thinking like, you know, you jump in the car and immediately you go to like start replying to emails or yeah. texts. And I just had to sit there. Right. <laughs> it's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can get one of those bags from take me ah, out. There you go. <laughs> and then <laughs> every now and then, yeah. We'll see.
1: What right. fun and exciting should we talk about with work-life balance?
0: I mean, for me, it's not again. I find the tr- the trips are, again, I I think you can, especially being on a team. I think being on a team is really. You know we're very good about that like covering and yeah. you know but i think there is this mindset of like oh no there's going to always be an incoming call for someone that wants to sell a 14 million dollar apartment and if i miss it on right. seven o'clock on thursday night like they're going to call
1: someone else um barbara corcoran used to say if if your business is slow and you wanted to pick up plan a vacation because right. as soon as you plan a trip or going away it gets busy. It's so true, right? Yeah. It's an energy thing. Listen, we're very fortunate. We all cover and handle each other and we're all in each other's deals yeah. for the most part. So yeah. we understand what's yeah. going on yeah. and can pinch it.
0: And you mentioned the Hamptons. Yeah. Like we, we both spend time in the Hamptons, in the city. And I think that work balance, you know, especially because clients are in both places. That's right. So a lot of times it's beneficial from a social aspect and networking, you know, but there's times where you'll be somewhere else and it's like, should I... Drive back to do that showing. Like where is or the, some can
1: someone handle it? Yeah, or, yeah. And I think
0: those decisions are, you know, on a case by case yeah, basis. Of course,
1: of course. I I will say that going away, planning a vacation, or being somewhere else, I think is the greatest for not just it's not just work life balance, but it's almost like you're stepping outside of your life when you're away, traveling or somewhere new, mm-hmm. and you 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 come you have a different perspective on your life at home and yep. come back for me it's like thinking about like you know when we go somewhere exotic or new or just seeing even if it's like we Kirk and I love you know art and furniture and homes and like finding new things that are in that we can bring back to our home even that it's like different ideas and exposing yourself if you're like in South Africa and you see something that's a trend that's going on there that Maybe isn't in the states isn't yet. Here, yeah. It's that's exciting and artistic and yep. stimulating, and then yep. you can bring it back home.
0: And I also think it energizes you, which you know eventually helps business. Yeah, and you know just makes you more well-rounded. So I completely agree. Um, and I think the other benefit—I mean, we've said it—but having the support of a team is really plays into work life. I can't imagine at this point. I can't imagine doing this. As a standalone, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because I think having the team and knowing that there's always that option for someone to cover or someone to fill in or um, step up is always usually pretty beneficial.
1: All right. So I'm going to shift. Well, before I do, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. So if you could travel anywhere this year. Where would I go? Yeah. Is there somewhere new or exciting, somewhere you've never been?
0: I mean, I'm not going to do it this year, but. I kind of want to go to asia i've Mm -hmm. been to india but i think i want to go to either china or japan right just because i i think it would be pretty fascinating so that's probably in the very near future Mm -hmm. not this year but yeah i think for the same reasons of what you were just saying in terms of really like challenging my mind culture art food i think china right now is just super interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah mine would be uh bali Oh, okay. which we've talked about for years going yeah. uh but for whatever reason both are yeah hikes ah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh all right so let's talk about keeping emotions between the lines keeping emotions in check which mm-hmm. i think that nowadays everyone's on this heightened agitation if you will mm-hmm. I'll speak for myself i certainly am but that i jokingly said to someone the other day my my, my base Emotional line is annoyance and agitated mm-hmm. uh, or annoyed and agitated, mm-hmm. but keeping emotions between the line, which is something I think we're really good at. Mm-hmm. And I think clients look to us for it is I, I I say to people all the time, we'll tell you when to panic mm-hmm. in a deal mm-hmm. and it's our job. We've done this so much. We can't forget mm-hmm. what each person's going through and walk them through and be with them. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have some people that are seasoned and have bought and sold numerous places and are, you know not emotional or don't get emotional. Some people, most people, they're pretty good. But I was taught years ago that a client will look to us for how to react. So if we're keeping it, again, the emotions between the lines, Mm -hmm. they'll follow suit. Yep. So,
0: And I also think you have to understand, I mean, you said it, but everybody's going into it with a different story. Um, And some people... And not we don't always know their we don't always know their story or their emotion level. Right. Um, you know, so we could get a buyer that is just so sensitive and it's like, guys, this it doesn't have to be personal. Right. You know, but because of our experience, we've seen it. Or as you said, some people are just looking at I'm buying an apartment. If I get it, great. Yep. If I don't, we're gonna find another one. That's right. And yeah. it's okay. And then some people are immediately emotionally attached and it's like they don't like me. They're, they they do not think I'm bit, you know, and it's like
1: qualified, qualified or qualified
0: yeah. or, and I think that's, I
1: think the most common thing that is that you, and listen, sometimes you need to do this, but that when buyers or sellers start analyzing the, the buyer or seller yep. that they're working with and they try to get in their heads and it may not be that complex. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. just making an offer on your property or, or you're just selling a property. Totally.
0: And I think sellers too, some yeah. sellers, it's like, sell my apartment. Yeah. get me a price that's yeah. good and let's move on and yeah. some people want to know that like I want you know off, you know they want to know who's coming in and, and it's like do you really I don't know sometimes I'm like I get it but like do you really care who's going to be living here after you like how much do you care some people do some people don't yeah. you know so I think and again I think having the ability to talk to a colleague or someone so then when we get on the phone we can sort of go into it with a level head and I think that, you know, works sometimes. And, right. some, and sometimes you play better or maybe sometimes I'll play better with like yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, that's know, the right. characters in yeah, the scenario. and the
1: personalities. Yeah, that's true. So I'll give an example of, uh, we had a seller once who I, I adore actually and it was a very, it was a big listing and they painstakingly with their very well-known decorator, decorated this home. And they were very attached to how it looked, Mm -hmm. which it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now it was a very particular, maybe a little, not even, I wouldn't say dated. It was just a very particular, very, very high end design. And then when I suggested certain changes that would enhance what buyers were looking for, meaning I'll give an example that, you know, It's a little, even though this particular decor may have been, it's a little heavy or something like let's clear, you know, let's make sure the windows are all open because this is a super view apartment. They actually, because they had so painstakingly and they have great taste and clearly their designer decorator who they Mm -hmm. worked with does, they didn't want to change anything. And I kept coming back to, yeah, but you're, they're, they're looking at the property. Right. not at your decor and that was just something we had to deal with thank God you know it worked out we sold it but again something like that is very specific
0: yep I mean and we always say it, like neutralizing an apartment helps sell it yeah so do you think do you think you could have garnered a better price or done it faster if
1: uh if I that think we yeah I way? think we could have done it faster right now granted their pieces were phenomenal their artwork was amazing mm-hmm. but a lot of times when you have that, People actually are so taken by what they're seeing and being in the space right. and the art yep. that they can't imagine themselves in, in the actual space. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's sometimes easier to have it a little bit, as you say, more neutral or raw. Right.
0: And how do you how do you say, I mean, in that in that specific case, like how do you keep
1: control and keep their emotion out of it? Communicating and saying you're just the messenger, because you we really are just the messenger. I loved this apartment. Yeah, I loved spending time there. Yep. But I also was just delivering the feedback. That's my job, not yep. to tell them how much I love being there. Right. But the feedback from this is the feedback we're getting from the buyers, mm-hmm. and to deliver it, they trusted me. Thank God. They st- they still won't change it, mm-hmm. so I had to work around it, mm-hmm. and that that's that was my job. Even more proactively, explain what could look different, how it could be done. Focus on those views, you know, pulling back curtains or drapes that maybe your eye was stopping at. Yeah. Not that you didn't see this incredible view, but that your eye would have been drawn even quicker to the view if all that wasn't there.
0: Right, right, right. Okay. Talking about emotions, I have a question. So when sellers just will not listen, they don't get it. They're not on the same page. I don't mean they don't get it, but they're just not on the same page. Or they don't want to be. Yeah. And they you know, you're day in and day out getting the same feedback. How do you handle shifting the deal, shifting, you know, the sale? And I can think of a couple of examples where, you know, either the apartment needs a full staging or, you know, and they're just not willing to do it, or you're a million dollars over and they're just not willing to drop the price. Right. And we just keep getting the same feedback, the same feedback. And it's like, you know, how do you reroute the train?
1: So I think that, listen, there's so much we can do. It's honest communication. It's, we're, what did they say? We're 100% responsible for our own communication. So Mm -hmm. we're responsible for our message landing. I'm just talking about in general, human beings. And so it's really, if they're not hearing it one way, saying it a different way, or really thinking about, what is it that they're so tied to, or they're not hearing, or why aren't they hearing what I'm telling them? Maybe they just don't want to. Yeah. And then it's judging whether we're the right broker for them.
0: Mm-hmm. And or I think it's. Or if
1: they're real sellers.
0: Yeah. And just understanding what the property means. Sometimes it's like they inherited it from their family, yes. and, you know, there's that, oh, I can't possibly sell mom's apartment for less than X. And it's like, well, then you're the, just never going to sell. You're not going
1: to sell. And saying that in a really nice way. Yeah. A broker years ago, I heard her say about price uh, reductions. Listen, in a year from now, we're going to be really even better friends than we are now. But your apartment will still be on the market. Yeah, yeah. And I'd love to spend time with you. But if that's the case, let's take the apartment off the market and we'll just go for drinks. Mm -hmm. Because really, they were going to, it goes back to this gut feeling of what we do and having our finger on the pulse of what we do every day. We know where we're going to end up. Fortunately or unfortunately, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen it time and time again with negotiations. Literally, it takes two weeks, three weeks, a month to get somewhere right. where we could have gotten there in four days.
0: But that's my question is where we started this conversation with how quickly the market can change in New York City. I think the importance of making those pivots sometimes, because mm-hmm. sometimes we just miss it. And it's like, had we just dropped the price to you know 5% lower, of course we would have... You don't yeah. want to be chasing the market Exactly. Down. And yep.
1: that's... Um, Listen, but you can understand it. It's It can be emotional. It People are tied to an idea that they have.
0: Have you ever hung up the phone on someone? Have I
1: ever hung up the
0: phone on someone? Or just been so mad in a... Uh,
1: or frustrated? No, frustrated. Yeah. I mean, you've heard me get frustrated. That's the emotion between the lines. Yes, I get frustrated. Yeah. And and I think people can start to hear it in my voice. Yeah. But it's only frustration because I want what's best for someone. Yep. And what I truly believe I'm doing, I'm giving them the best advice possible to end up where they need to end up. Well,
0: we saw that recently. Yes. like Where, you know, again, we see a lot of apartments. We know the inventory, and yep. when you see a buyer that's aligned with a property oh that my feels God. so right for them,
1: and they loved it, and admit and said this is the seems, perfect apartment for and us, it's like. And letting we had to nuances get them out of their in the head way. Yeah. in the way to negotiate for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that's Which right. Is,
0: okay, another question I have. This will be last topic, I think. Oh, well, okay, yeah. So, when people know who's on the other side of a deal, mm-hmm. does that ever, do you ever see that play? And that's my first part of the question. But, you know, where I'm dealing with a buyer right now who actually knows the seller. Right. And we only learned of it because... Pictures? Pictures in the place. Yeah. And they actually were pretty close. Oh. So I think now we have an added layer to the negotiation because yeah, it's like, definitely. I want to get the best deal, right? but I don't want to offend this person. Right. But at the same day- That's you know, when
1: you really, your skills as a broker, you yeah. have to keep and you have all to the emotions it. out yeah. and you're, and then you have to make the, the trade a commodity. Correct. Just to get the deal done.
0: Yeah. So I, that's the next part is- like when you know the story, and we just—I I shared that interesting article with you guys about when people are buying properties
1: from people that have been canceled, or yeah, or, and just
0: taking that out of the,
1: taking that out of. So that's the the article focused on the Jeffrey Epstein mansion, right on Seventy First Street, and does that impact value, right, because of who
0: was there and you know his his story.
1: So I heard a few things around this. A, I know that the. Bu- the buyer from London who bought it yep. said that, I think we've touched on this before. He said that he wasn't concerned. He was redoing the whole place and what happened there is the past. We sold it. I sold a property to clients in LA here in New York and someone famous, unfortunately, had taken their life in the apartment. And they called me just, they, we were moving forward. They loved the apartment you wouldn't obviously know it if you right, didn't know. Right it. right right. And they said do you think there's something spiritually about that? And I called a rabbi who is very spiritual who I know. And he said and these clients were Jewish, uh, the buyers, and they said to me, he said to me Shraga Shraga Sherman in Philadelphia said to me the Jewish belief is that it's not like this energy hovers there that if you're using the the new space for something good and positive that 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 will out that will wash away right. what had happened there, and I shared that with the buyers, and that gave them comfort, and we move forward. It's a great, apartment. yeah, and I think Killer, every, I
0: think everybody's going to have different opinions on that, yeah. you know, and I think feel differently, but again, I think that's where it's just a yeah. personal.
1: And with the Epstein thing, again, they were redoing it, doing good things there. I did hear this is a little spooky, or yeah, but um, that the the. Stru- who told me this someone that had seen the property the uh, weirdest thing for them was touring going through and that they had the matrodome or the 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 how the, ha- the man that ran the house still there oh. and knowing that this person <laughs> kind of was privy and witnessed all that went on there yeah. so it's a little weird yeah that's a little but i think it- that
0: that goes to when we always say like taking away the personal aspects when we're listing. Right. Photos, and all, I think that's really important because it's oh. it's very hard for someone to walk into a place.
1: That's right. I have another story. When we showed Brooke Astor's apartment at 778 Park and there was someone from, I think it was the bank. There was someone that had to be there or from the trust, had to be there at all times. Oh, wow. But there was also an area that was cordoned off because it was being investigated huh. there was an investigation into her elder abuse oh, okay and so you walked in and you were like oh that's the room and that's what they were talking about so
0: that was a little weird all right let's end this on a high, high note. note um yeah. the tooth fairy
1: ah <laughs> yeah <laughs> a we, fun got, we got story. A, we got a little play this week so we got a call. My friend Leslie Coppell, who seems to have her hand in everything, the New York Post wanted to do a story on the inflation of the tooth fairy, meaning how much money do we give our kids? Does the tooth fairy give their kids when they put it their tooth under the pillow? So they featured, and we got a lot of great photos, and we were in the paper, Scarlett and I. And then we started getting calls from new, all these news shows and entertainment and all this stuff inside edition that wanted to follow up on this story. So that was fun. We got a little play. Fun. That was.
0: Wait, so what does the Tooth Fairy give these days? Ah.
1: So I admitted that I have not kept up with Tooth Fairy inflation that we, some people say 20 is the given. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Not to mention children at that age don't even understand, understand the, the currency dollar, and the difference. Yeah. yeah. But the whole point of how I started was when Lily lost her first tooth, I panicked. And you don't have as much cash around. So I just grabbed, (laughs) I had 20. So I just grabbed my lowest- Set uh, the precedence. Yeah, but we went back. That was just the first time tooth. And then we went back to $5 or a dollar. It was a dollar when I was little. It's inflation. So that's telling you I haven't kept up with- Inflation is what, 6%?
0: So that's got to impact the tooth
1: Yeah. But again, we also paid- a dollar for, when I was little, my parents paid a dollar an hour for babysitting and it's a lot more expensive. And I need a babysitter in the Hamptons. Tim, this We're Saturday night, please <laughs> call your call your crew. So have we covered it all? I think. Cyrus, what's going on in your life? I'm just here, making sure you are rocking, rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling and looking good. And you, Caroline? Yeah, same here. And you're brown today. Wow, yeah, you are I'm all good. brown today. Outfit, yeah. Wow that's it let's wrap this you
0: have to get out to the hamptons to your family work-life balance
1: work-life balance it is our the kids have off because of martin not oh my god president's week president's week and so i'm gonna head out there now although i have to admit that two days alone in the apartment there is something really nice about that. So, <laughs> Anyway, not that I don't miss my family. That's what we've got. Let's wrap this. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to follow us, ask questions, comment. I'm at Stephen Cohen NY on Instagram.
0: And I am at Tim P Malone NYC. Leave us a comment below and we'll see you guys on the next episode.
1: Thanks, everyone.